Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, I'm Nelly. Welcome to My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. This week, we're talking to Phoebe Lovett, freelance journalist and brand consultant, who after moving to LA in 2012 and missing her girl gang, set up the WW Club, a physical and virtual space where working women can meet, chat, collaborate and generally hang out. Here's Phoebe's big idea. Hi Phoebe, how's Hi. it going? Very good, thanks Nelly. Hi, good. how are you? Nice to have you here. <laughs> thanks for having me. Um, so can we start by talking about the WW Club? Yeah. Um, and for those that don't know what it is, can you just mind, would you mind explaining what it is and what it stands for? Um, so it literally stands for the Working Women's Club. Um, and I describe it as a space for working women worldwide. Um, it sometimes is a physical space. It started life as a, a actual physical pop-up space in, in downtown LA, uh, near where I live. And now it's sort of a roaming space in in the sense that I host events um, all over the world, or so far in LA, New York and London, but hopefully all over the world soon. And it's also an online space, so um, developing the website and trying to build a community virtually as much as I am physically um and that's a community that is for women who work uh specifically i kind of cater to women who work in creative industries women who are self-employed because that's what i am and that's mm -hmm. what i feel most comfortable dealing with but i certainly it's not ex exclusive to women who have creative jobs and did, was it kind of born out of being freelance because that can be quite a lonely sort of gig i guess yeah i mean certainly and I mean, I've always been self-employed pretty much. I've done like one stint in an office, which I didn't, I'm quite, uh, not very good in an office environment. <laughs> um, not a nine to five. I don't, I, I just, I've always been very sort of autonomous and, um, and quite comfortable with the idea of structuring my own time and, and willing to take on the downsides of freelancing in exchange for the freedom of it. Um, but it's difficult, especially, you know, I'm young, 27, and I'm still very much trying to figure it out as I go along. And um, and then I moved to L.A. when I was 24 uh, and have been self-employed there. And L.A. is a very isolating city, just geographically. Um, and so it was kind of like the it was like all the challenges I'd ever faced being self-employed were magnified by a million. And I it made me aware that. Um, you know, I'd grown up in London in a network of women who kind of, I guess, always cushioned the sense that I was doing it on my own because they were doing it on their own too. And moving to LA made me realise how it maybe feels for people who don't have that kind of support network. And so I wanted to create it um, 
A for myself, not A for myself, B for myself, A for other people, B for myself, but um, yeah, just to to enable other people to feel that sort of like sense of of support that I'd been lucky enough to feel in London. So you have this idea, right? So you think, I want to get women discussing, I want to create an online and a physical community. Mm. How do you go from having that idea to establishing yourself? Do you start with a website? Do you start with an Instagram? You know, how, how does one go about doing something like that? I think from the I actually only had the idea for this in um, maybe I would say even October of 2014 so you know maybe eight months ago and and then from there I executed the launch of it really really quickly including um, the book that I, I had had an idea to self-publish a handbook of advice sort of in a similar spirit to what I was saying about the ideas of why I founded the club that I wanted to sort of distill some of the information that I'd I'd gained along the way and, and that was lucky enough to have access to through having friends who've done really well for the benefit of other girls and also just to make something so I like I like making things yeah we tell me a bit about handbook yeah um yeah I, I guess it makes sense to talk about that because it was really that was actually my original big idea yeah uh, I'd come back to London last summer I usually come back like every year and just to sort of like cut my teeth again to Mm. be honest and like refine my creative sensibilities because I still think London is the most interesting creative city in the world by far Um, so I came back kind of while I was here this end of the summer I was mulling over an idea to self-publish something I'd made a little travel guide the year before and just enjoyed the, the process of making a physical product and I had an idea to launch a a series of life advice books that sort of catered to contemporary concerns and thought I'd call them the handbooks because they're like palm sized and they would be very concise and thought the first one would should be you know start with what you know so I was like I'll do it on on women who want to do creative jobs so I was like cool that was went back to LA started working on it gave myself a really tight deadline to finish it because I just really believe in deadlines and um, over the course of doing it uh, kind of was like how can I launch it I want to do something interesting to launch it and then had had this frustration with being self-employed and feeling isolated in LA and I thought oh it'd be really cool to launch this book by actually launching a, a, a co-work space in LA for women and that and then I kind of came up with this concept of the WW club the working women's club which is um, it's a tongue-in-cheek play on working men's clubs obviously in, in the UK um, working men's clubs were traditionally places where uh, men who did manual labour would go after a hard day's work to socialise and have a drink but also to traditionally to to hear speeches and maybe get some education or whatever and I kind of liked that idea of merging the social and the educational um, so founded that and um, because for those that haven't seen it the handbook oh, I'm yeah. going to say it's like it doesn't look like a zine and it doesn't look like a book yeah. and in some ways it really reminds me of you actually it's like really <laughs> it's like really put together and sort of lovely and like you said palm sized and you've got like pink pages and it looked really lovely and then I remember when I saw the first images um from the first discussion that you did yeah. at the Ace in LA yeah and it kind of had the same feel yeah and it really fresh and it was will you talk to me a little bit about the first session that you ran I started out with, um, I built a physical pop-up in downtown LA, which was, like I said, to launch the book. And to be honest, I didn't 
come up with a long-term plan for the WW Club. It was more like a cool way to launch the book, a nice idea that I wanted to enact. And I worked with an amazing set designer called Aidy Goodrich, who I'd interviewed in LA. And she helped me bring to life this like pastel pink wonderland. Yeah, that's which what obviously, I mean. It did look really yeah, pink and yeah, fresh. Yeah. And it was beautiful. She did an amazing job, especially considering that I paid for it myself. So I had a really limited budget. And um, it was a big space and we, you know, she was amazing. We brought it to life very, very quickly, launched it all very, very quickly. That was open for about a week. Um, And as I said, I sold the book there and I did talks there. And then from there, I sort of unexpectedly had this community in LA of women in my hands who were like, okay, so where's the next thing? And I was like, whoa, I haven't thought ahead to the next thing. This is the thing. But luckily, Ace was right around the corner because downtown LA is quite, uh, by LA standards, quite concentrated in terms of having a lot of business down there most of LA is very spread out and I just went to them and said can I start bringing this community of women here and they were like they've got uh, the woman who sort of does their cultural programming is amazing she totally got it she was like yeah absolutely so for like four months straight almost the next week I started having these things called work parties which are just freelancer meetups there's nothing more than that but they give me and the community a place to congregate and just like talk and network a bit and and just work get some because it's just like to me it's kind of it felt like you moved really quickly you had an idea and you acted on it yeah and kind of i suppose inspiring in that if you ask you get so yeah. you know going to somewhere like the ace and being yeah. like i've got this brilliant idea yeah host it yeah um you know was that something you'd advise people to do yeah absolutely but it was really hard for me actually because i've always you know my actual my career to that point and still is i'm a journalist and so i'm incredibly i'm used to being very very uh, self-reliant aside from match at the actual interview experience i do all my work on my own and i never have to ask anyone for a favor <laughs> and doing the specifically doing the pop-up which was done like on a wing and a prayer and so it was a lot of calling in favors either you know friends who i felt would be great to speak on the panels or friends who i wanted to literally just can you help me come paint this was actually a deeply uncomfortable experience for me and uh, and every day I'd have to brace myself to send emails asking for stuff but A, I think it's a very good thing to learn how to do it's very um, humbling and and B, it's really validating because, you know, if people can't do it they'll say no, fine more times they're going to try their best to help you and to know that your friends and your acquaintances and your colleagues are like actually rooting for you is a really like Mm. amazing heartwarming experience so I'd say if you like it's it's you know you have to like be careful about it you can't just go crazy asking people to do you favors but I think if people I think with what I was doing people really recognized that I just wanted to I wasn't acting in self-interest. I just wanted to make something really cool for the benefit of other women and everyone could pick up on the authenticity of that and they really responded to it. So let's go back to your career as a journalist for a little bit. Yeah. Will you tell me about that? Because you did you start writing travel? That was your... Uh, was no, I always had an interest. In, I've always loved travelling. Mm. I've, you know, as I said, I moved to LA when I was 24 and um, have sort of always just been quite nomadic by nature, even though I grew up in London. Um, I didn't just write about travel. I actually started out as a music journalist mm. um, growing up in London, sort of being really immersed in... Um, 
like burgeoning music scenes, specifically sort of grime and, and like UK movements and being really interested by it and then knowing people who worked in it and working at music magazines. So I started out doing a lot of that and it's continued. I still do bits of music journalism. As I got older, I realised I didn't just want to interview rappers. So I started writing about you know, food and, and travel and other things that interest me. And now I'm still very much a journalist, but now I'm sort of um, trying to do stuff more related to the WW Club, not specifically, but the themes around it. So work, new ways of working, new sort of trends in living and working and sort of also always looking to interest uh, profile really interesting women. And for young people listening um, to this podcast, how would you suggest kind of establishing yourself as a journalist um pitching can be quite a daunting prospect yeah you you have to make the contacts in person with journalism it there's almost no point in cold pitching someone i think unless you are a really established journalist or you've yeah but but you're not going to get to that point at the beginning so until you've sort of built up a reputation for yourself you have to intern I did so many internships and um, I'm loath to uh, necessarily just say that doing unpaid work is the best way to get into any industry because I totally understand that's not realistic for a lot of people. But what I did was I made sure I did it while I was at school and university. So, you know, like if you're listening to this now or you know someone younger who wants to get into any industry, I think encourage them to do it while they're still studying because realistically I could you know by the time I was 23 and I graduated or 22 I'd already done maybe 10 magazine internships and it meant that instead of then having to do another one at a point where I I didn't have a student loan to help me I could just go straight into paid journalism although there's not a lot of money in journalism so (laughs) don't get your hopes up yeah Um, (laughs) don't do it for the money and can you sort of cite any interviews or any kind of career highlights in your journalistic career that you're proud of? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, it's been great to be able to write a cover story. Like I interviewed Nicki Minaj for the cover of Dazed and it was just great. Like I, I loved the, I loved the, the physical product again to, you know, mag- I grew up like obsessed with magazines and um, to, to write like a, a six page story with a beautiful shoot to accompany it was like oh yeah this is why I started doing yeah. this because I still love that end product I, I've interviewed so many people over mm. the years re- really very very broad range of people as well um, and I think I you gain a little something from everyone you speak to that's why I love journalism and why with the WW Club it's been an amazing outlet for me to do the bit I love about journalism which is interviewing people but do it um, in a more sort of like accessible I think is a more accessible inspiring way the Nikki interview obviously got yeah. like a big pickup yeah and I do it kind of felt like people started to think about her differently she'd kind of been really honest and open and that felt really empowering it felt like you know for the first time people were hearing listening to her maybe what was really nice for me about that story is that um you know I think she's I really respect her as a businesswoman and a feminist and you know the way she holds herself publicly I think is really important she is like a formidable woman in all the best ways I mean people are like oh was she not like super friendly I'm like no but why would she be like that is not what she's about and um I respect a woman who doesn't feel the need to um you know she was totally civil and polite Mm. But she wasn't like gushingly friendly to me, and I think a lot of 
as much as I, I think it's important to always be polite and civil, I think a, a lot of energy is wasted as a woman in wanting to be liked. Yeah, and so how do women work differently? What do you think women bring to the table? Um, I think women naturally just have a lot of empathy. And um, I think increasingly, especially as um, the way, you know, obviously the information economy, as they call it, is is increasingly important. And um, women's natural skills lend themselves very well to that. Um, I think a lot of the negative aspects of work are rooted in a sort of like a very old school notion of um, cor- corporate career ladder climbing which I think is really outdated and I thought women don't tend to approach their careers in in the same way and I think that's really valuable um but the WW club isn't separatist are boys allowed totally yeah yeah. I mean (laughs) yeah as long as they're there with the right intentions there's definitely a few boys who turned up to my like who've turned up and I'm like "Mm, what are you doing here you're not here to work. Yeah, if you were a clever boy, you might head down. Yeah, you might be like, oh, there's a load of really like attractive, interesting, ambitious women gathering in this public <laughs> place. Maybe I'll just have to pass by there. No. Actually, do you know what's been amazing about it is that um, all the boys I know, men, have been so supportive. And like a lot of them will send, put, like, put their female friends in touch with me and say, oh, my friend's doing this. Like, you should go and check it out. Um, and I think men, I mean, God, if they, if they know what's good for them now, realise that like this is this is the way things are going to be from now on and you you might as well get on board with it fast because if you don't you're not going to find yourself around very interesting women in the future um and in terms of you being a creative and assessing up a business obviously the ww club is very you know i was touching on it how kind of glossy and lovely it looks <laughs> and everything but that's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of blood sweat and tears and i imagine some paperwork somewhere along the way well the, the thing about it is that i didn't sort of originally conceive of it as a business mm. um and that might sound naive in retrospect, but it wasn't, as I said, there was no grand strategy with any of this. It was like, oh, this is a cool idea. I'd really like to do that. Um, it would be a nice outlet for me to explore different things in my career. Let's see where it goes. And, and then as often happens when you strike on something that people are into is it's just sort of snowballed from there. I mean, obviously with a lot of effort on my part, I think I realised very quickly that I had something kind of quite interesting and special on my hands because I got an immense amount of feedback straight away not just in LA but around the world like girls will email me in like Lagos and Madrid and they'll go oh when are you coming here and I'm like oh I don't know when I've got the money to come but incredible it's also really inspiring for me I suppose the mobile phone for women has you know that's such a liberating tool and actually I suppose just for young girls maybe listening and interested in doing what you've done actually um like you said on very small budget yeah. you can do no budget I mean no I've, budget no budget and still you know it's only gradually now becoming uh, a thing for me that's even monetized in any way I mean I've only been doing it for six months so that's totally realistic if you start something with no business plan six months down the line you like you'd be lucky if you are making any money out of it but certainly now I've seen the potential for you know I want this to be my full-time career and it it has kind of become but I just need to work out a way to 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 justify that financially but um I think you you know it's really important to me that everything I do, I do is very well uh, presented and has a certain quality to it and I um you know I'm not a perfectionist but I I do believe in um executing everything to the best of your ability and 
you know luckily I had certain skills that made you know I can obviously write all my own copy and I know my way around the back end of a website I know how to host an event but other things have been a total learning experience for me you know learning how to create graphics and um I've had some help with things like that obviously. is that what you're calling favors from friends yeah definitely you know I'm not I have a strong sense of um of the aesthetics of this brand but I don't necessarily have the back end skills to create that so I've, you know, I've like got an amazing friend in LA called Rory who's been really great about helping me with creating graphics. And now actually it's got to the point where I can kind of do a lot of it myself because he's sat with me and done it. Um, but yeah, you have to you have to recognise where your your skills sort of like end. And as much as you can teach yourself to do anything, um, sometimes you just don't have the time yeah. to spend 12 hours making one Photoshop flyer. So yeah, outsource. Will you talk to me about some of the women that you've had come into the WW Club as well to maybe speak? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, considering, again, that it's only been going six months, like an amazing array of women, I think a big part of, of, you know, what I consider when I'm, like, trying to put together a talk is that I want um, the women that that speak to be relatable. And that's not an age thing. Um, I I, I think young women can... uh, fountains of wisdom so you know for the book I for example I um spoke with my friend Charmadine Reed who runs runs Wild Nails um I, Naina Cherry who I think is just like an icon and obviously you know Naina Cherry's I believe in her 50s although she, she looks about look 29 yeah but she her mindset is is one that I think you know again it's not an age thing it's an outlook yeah. and the way that she's approached her career, I think, is totally relatable and inspiring to, like, a 17-year-old now. Um, who else have I worked with? You know, my friend Madeline Poole, who works as an nail artist in New York, MP Nails, who's just, like, an amazing woman with such a vision. Um, journalist called Anne Friedman, who writes a lot of cover stories for The Gentlewoman, whose work I really respect as a journalist. Um, DJs and sort of stylists and, um, you know... I just did a talk in London with a panel of, of um, girls who all work in media, women rather, the editor of Repost magazine and my friend Charlotte and Bertie who do the mush pit. And, you know, I'm really, I try to mix it up in terms of like experience and age, but everyone I want to embody um, a certain outlook that I think is what has set the WW Club apart from other women's organisations is that I am speaking to a woman who wants to approach her work and her life in a, in a sort of quite um, uh, sort of fun-loving but um, like emancipated way for want of a, a better word. I, you know, I, I want women who at my events to embody that spirit of freedom and positivity. And do you have a mentor? Maybe, or if you don't, you know, would you like one? Oh, I'd love one. If anyone's <laughs> listening and wants to be my mentor, please apply within. Um, I don't have a mentor, but as I said, I, you know, I was lucky growing up that I didn't ever sort of feel that I needed one. I was had friends who, most of my friends are a couple of years older than me, maybe in their sort of like 30, early 30s, but they're certainly not my elders. And they you know we grew up I came of age as it were in a time when to be honest as much as I totally value the advice of older women a lot of what they the knowledge they have to impart isn't actually that relevant because you know I I grew up in the internet era Mm -hmm. and everything changed and it was 
it's been an incredibly empowering, liberating thing for our generation. But it's also been confusing because we're the first generation to have this, this these tools at our disposal. And I was lucky enough to know a few people who like figured it all out quite quickly and was determined to figure it out myself. So um, no traditional mentors, but lots of contemporaries who inspire me. And what keeps pushing you forward if you've had a really bad day? Is there anything... This is going to sound really cheesy, but when I've, because I've done everything alone to this point, it has been difficult at certain points. I'm just like, what am I doing? All this work for no idea, like what end goal. But so I started um, this file on my computer where I just paste emails that I get from girls who've like felt, you know, comforted or inspired or whatever it is by by anything that I've done or anything I've written and when I'm sort of thinking oh what's the point I just read them and I'm like oh that's the point yeah there's the point right there and what have you got planned for the future I know you're talking to me about other cities a lot yeah yeah um in the immediate future I'm going to be doing some more of it I'm in London for the summer so I'm going to be doing a couple more events here with some friends and then um going to New York in September and um working on a really exciting series of events there which I can't talk about just yet but Um, working with a brand that I really respect um, you know that's obviously one of the ways that I'm going to grow this as a business is you know collaborating with brands who I think share a vision and um, an aesthetic so that and then from New York I mean I'd I'd love to take it everywhere I really would but you know slow and steady and I've I've I put a lot of pressure on myself and sort of like, why aren't why aren't I doing a pop-up in every city around the world? And like, what am I doing? And then mm. I was just like, whoa, six mm. months in, calm down. So I suppose the next steps are growing the community online, which is, um, I've got some really exciting ideas for that that I'm going to develop. And then sort of spreading the word to the point where hopefully I will be able to get the resources to, to take this thing global. And to young women listening, if they want to get involved with the ww club how yeah. do they do that um i mean really just like very basic ways of like following the instagram account at the ww club going online and signing up for um the directory and the newsletter the directory i haven't launched yet but that is one of the ways that i'm going to i can't talk about it too much yet because it, it's a little way off launching and i don't want to sort of describe anything too much just yet but it's um that will be a way to uh connect the community and then just coming to the events i mean like i said right now they're just london new york la mostly but that's that's going to change i'll drop you an email or just send me an email (laughs) yeah phoebe at the ww club go for it brilliant (laughs) thank you so much for coming in to talk to us phoebe thank you for having me that was phoebe's big idea Tune in next week to hear more inspiring stories and remember to subscribe on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app.